Okay, so my parents celebrated their 50th anniversary. Can you imagine? Okay, so my parents celebrated their 50th anniversary on Friday. Yeah. My mom's birthday was on Wednesday. Wednesday. Your birthday was on Thursday. Yeah. And I was saying to my parents, like, did you know, like, Lisa was born two months before your 50th anniversary? Like, so, because she fitty. She fitty. Right? Are we allowed to say that? Fitty. Like, yeah, she's like, yo, yo, I'm fitty, right? Like, I mean, it is what it is. I mean, age is, age is nothing. Oh, she proves that age is nothing but a number because like, there's no, no, no filters, no restraints, no, like just live your best life. Like, I mean, if that looks like going out to a pub on a Friday night with live music and you decide to like dance on chairs or like just, you know, that's fine. I was actually listening to a podcast this morning. Um, and they were talking about like different attachment styles Ooh. and about like, and then they went on to like introversion versus extroversion. They're like, there's a misconception that introverts like to be left alone mm-hmm. and that extroverts like to be around people. And what they were saying was that like, no, introverts, some introverts actually enjoy like the social stimulus, stimulus, stim, stimulation. Yep. Um, however, they need more time to recover. And then he went on to say, um, so like sometimes, you know, there are people who like, they can go to the bar and like shut it down. doesn't matter how old they are, what they did during the day. Like they, they're going up until like an all nighter. Yeah. And then other people mm-hmm. like maybe don't need that. The right away I was like, Lisa, like mm-hmm. Lisa's like, she seems to be somewhat introverted in her regular life in terms of like, you know, she's a homebody and she likes to just like, you know, kind of keep yeah. to herself. Yeah. But give that girl a shot or two mm-hmm. and she's turned it surprisingly, even for me, I mean, I am like full on extrovert. Yep. However, I love my alone time. Yep. Like I absolutely can't get enough of it. You know, where most people might find like, oh, I'm bored or I'm never bored. Yep. Like I never get bored. I I love it. Right. So there's a time and a place, I guess, for everything. I think you can sort of be like a little bit of both. Yeah. 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 I can be, I can be bored sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can be like, oh man, like I would love to have somebody in my space. But I think that um, over the last like eight months or so, like mm-hmm. I think I've actually come to really enjoy being alone sometimes. Yeah. And uh, I was talking to Brian not too long ago and I was telling him that I was like, Fuck, dude, like I really love my independence. And we were talking about like, you know, what that would look like if, if ever in a relationship. And he said, well, this is the coolest place to be. Mm-hmm. And I said, what do you mean? He's like, well, before I met my wife, I really loved my independence. In mm-hmm. fact, I loved it so much. He's like, I very rarely went out because mm-hmm. I just love doing my own thing. He's like, and it wasn't until I met somebody who was worth it mm-hmm. where I was kind of like in the spot where I was like, okay, I would willingly give up some of my independence to have that person around. So he's like, don't worry about it threatening your independence. When you meet the person that you're supposed to be with, you'll happily give up some of it. Well, and, and look at me as an example. I mean, like 
full on independent. Like I was single for seven years Mm -hmm. in a relationship for two and single for seven years before that relationship. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, when meeting Marty, like, yeah, I was single, like for a good seven years, just focusing on my career. And some people may look at that and say like, oh my God, but I loved, I had such a great social network, really great people around me. I didn't. And then it was, yeah, the question of, can I cohabitate? Can I live with someone? And then like when Lisa was here last weekend, not this past weekend, the weekend prior, um, you know, she just kind of looked in, we're very similar as far as like our space. And she was like, I love your guys' setup. I love the way you guys have it laid out. Like I'm going to take video footage (laughs) to show my boyfriend (laughs) that it is possible because I don't think, I think a lot of people have this misconception. And for me personally, you know, I feel differently about it. When you live with someone, you don't have to always be with no. them because you live with them. No. Like, I'm going to wake up to you. We're going to brush our teeth together. We're going to go to bed together at night. We're going to, you know, like cook dinner. Like we're always together. Yeah. So when there's this space, like Marty will go down and watch the Jays or watch the Raptors. And I have, you know, my living room space upstairs to watch. Well, you know, right now I'm been watching Shameless because right. I didn't jump on that boat way back. Um, we have that time and space to do that and then like come together. And sometimes they'll come check on me. Like, Oh, I don't want you to feel like I'm not here. Like I'm ignoring you. And I'm like, Oh, please. If you ever feel that way, if that thought comes through your mind, (laughs) just shut it down. I'm good. I'm always good. (laughs) Yeah. So I wanted to mention like on that topic, because I think you could probably, okay, first of all, I want to acknowledge before I even mention that, I want to acknowledge that typically when we jump into our podcast, we have like some banter. We talk Mm -hmm. about what we did, but like there hasn't been a lot going on since, you know, the party. So like we are just jumping right into it. So it's been been a pretty low key week. We've still been in recovery mode. I mean, like the entire week. Yeah. Um, And then this weekend, I mean, it was Easter. It was pretty, you know, low key. -key. We watched the Raptors. Like, and we're not really going to talk about that because game one is never. So really, we're just going to keep focus forward. Exactly. So you mentioned being single for seven years mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. then like a little stint and then single again. And so I'm wondering, cause I've, I, as somebody who, you know, is out there, you know, searching mm-hmm. um, and like really evaluating some of these relationships. Like when I see, like when, and when I touch base with somebody and they've been like, they're like, I've been single for seven years. Mm-hmm. Um, often what's fault, what that is followed with is, but don't think, that I have commitment issues mm-hmm. or don't think that there's something wrong with me, but I automatically, I'm like, okay, so single for seven years. Mm-hmm. So in my mind, you are either, and, and listen, no fault. Like there's nothing wrong with this, but you're either somebody who loves to get out and just, mm-hmm. you know, like have fun, yeah. you know, what is it? Uh, casual, yeah. casual encounters. You like to have a good time. Yeah. Um, or you have, you're dealing with some massive trauma. Mm-hmm. And so you've taken a long time to recover mm-hmm. uh, or maybe you're career focused. Mm-hmm. And so like, do you think that somebody who, well, I know, I know you think that, but maybe you could be the exception to the rule. Do you think that in general, being single for a long period of time um, is like uh, negative? It can be perceived that way. Absolutely. Um, You would, your initial thought, I think anyone would be like, whoa, like seven Mm -hmm. years, like what's wrong with you? Like something. That's exactly what I think sometimes. I'm like, what's wrong with you? I think for me, um, you know, I I can see where the perception would be that, but I was very focused on my career. Um, I was always very independent. I was in a really long-term relationship at a very young age. And I think I learned so much from that experience that, 
you know, just about myself and who I was, I mean, from like 18 to almost 25, you know, I was in this relationship and, and he was my best friend and it was great, but I learned so much about myself that, you know, I wanted to be, you know, um, sex in the city, you know, and, and my, my thing was single in the city. Right. Mm -hmm. I wanted to travel and I did, I traveled so much and I just focused on my career. And one of the big things for me, it's not so much that, you know, I didn't want to settle. Well, I didn't want to settle. Um, but I I take a relationship really seriously, right? Like if I'm going to invest in this, I take it very seriously. And when I love, I love hard. So yeah, probably a little bit of, I had been heartbroken. So probably a little bit of fear of being heartbroken. Cause I, I said, I would never want to feel that way again. Yeah. And so there was a little bit of that, but then there was this like kind of selfishness I'd say about myself where it's like, I never wanted, I, I loved my life and I loved who yeah. I was in my life. And I was like, Oh, I never want to wake up and someone's energy changes my day yes. or I never really, and maybe this is commitment issues where it's like, I never really want to have to like ask yeah. for, I mean, at that time and place in my life, I was kind of like, I don't want to ask for permission. Like, Oh, I'm going out with the girls tonight. Or I never really guess knew what it looked like. And I could just kind of do my own thing. And if I was having a bad day, I could wake up and be like, I own this, like it's yeah. me and I'm not going to impact anyone else's life. So I just really enjoyed the independence of like, nobody else is going to determine the outcome for me. Like I was going to own that. So yeah, maybe a little bit of like commitment from heartbreak, but really just, I loved my life like that. Right. Until it was the right person. That's maybe that that's maybe the, the sticking pieces like you hear, like, so I would say that like up until recently, I'm like a serial monogamous, like I've always been in a relationship and that's kind of what always like, it's kind of like what always, like defined me, I guess, outside of like my work and, and being a mom. Like mm. I was like, oh, well, this is me and I'm in a relationship. It's just, this is who I am, how I thought I operated the best. And so I'm sure there are people who would identify as like serial non-monogamous, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. so maybe for those reasons, like heartbreak, like whatever trauma, mm-hmm. maybe just really enjoying the independence or fear mm-hmm. of, of like, what does that look like? And so I find myself always intrigued by those, by those mm. types of statements. Cause I'm like, okay, like what, but how do you unpack that? Like, okay. So uh, I know we just met, but like, why don't you tell me everything that's ever happened to you? And like, then we can see if we can unpack it and like, it's kind of a weird spot. It is. It is. It's tough. I mean, it's something like it takes time, like to get to know people. And I mean, yeah, especially I, I, I mean, I'm an open book. So if I met someone and they asked me, I could very easily share like it was my choice yeah, like yeah. I I chose to say like oh you were single for seven years yeah I was single I wasn't in like a long-term committed relationship but I dated yeah. and there would be people that were in my life for you know a few months or something and yeah. then I would decide this is not really yeah. like I'm not willing to invest in this anymore so I just didn't really equate that to like you know quote unquote a relationship per se um, until it was, you know, the right person, someone that I'd be willing to, you know, bring home and to invite into my family and things like that. I just never really had that. So, but I mean, say a reason, a season, a lifetime. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there yep. was, you know, a lot of reasons and, mm-hmm. you know, there were seasons. seasons. Yeah. Yeah. Seasons. I mean, there's four every year, you know, no lifetime because yeah. I, you know, it's funny. So I was, I started off by saying my parents celebrated 50 years and uh, a friend of mine had commented, Um, I posted like, you know, wishing you guys a happy anniversary, 50 years, like, wow, 50 years, 50, 50, uh, 50. 
Pity years uh, had commented like, wow, you know, amazing. Would love to know your secret. You know, how did you do it? Like 50 years is unheard of, you know, nowadays. And really just looking at my parents as an example, I think that was part of it too. Like I wasn't going to settle. Like it was going to have to be someone who was my best friend, you know, as much as they're complete opposites, they just complement each other so well. And, you know, they just have such this line of laughter, like everything is just lots of laughter and love. And really, I think just um, acceptance. Yeah, I think the key is acceptance when you can just accept someone like, okay, they are just who they are. And I love everything about them. And there may be some things that, you know, I don't really love that. But all of these great things outweigh that so that doesn't matter as much. 50 years. I you know, I always Ooh. find when people, yeah, I always find when people say like, oh, what's your secret? It's kind of like, what are you a fucking idiot? Yeah. Like, but th- that's the truth. Like, what is your secret? And I bet you your parents would say exactly what you just said, yep. like acceptance, yep. you know, probably like a whole bunch of understanding from your mom's perspective. Yep. And now more recently, your dad's, yep. Uh, yep. you know, Kathy yep. in the window. Yeah. Um, yep. I'm I'm sure that, you know, somewhere along the lines, you can plug your ears for a second, but mm-hmm. I'm sure there's probably like a healthy, you know, sexual, yep. whatever. Yeah. Um, and, and laughter. Like, but I think like, oh. if you change those into like priority, it would be like, like, okay, first we have to accept somebody, mm-hmm. uh, laughter. Yeah. Like, and that has to go throughout the entire like the entire relationship. Yeah. It has to be yeah. that laughter. Absolutely. Like, I mean, and just you know, and, and the thing is, is they have land, you know, in New Brunswick. So I've been coming, my dad's from here. So I was coming here as a kid, like for vacation. And there was a period of time where they had a, a trailer in Sobble beach. So anyone from Ontario, so they had a trailer up at Sobble beach that they had gone for years, religiously, every single weekend, it was commitment. Like they would go every weekend to this trailer with their group of friends. Um, and then they reached a point where, you know, my mom was like, it's time. Like you've done a lot of these years for me, Norm, like going to the trailer and now it's time that, you know, for the next, however many years we go to New Brunswick for the summer and we spend our summers in New Brunswick because that can't be easy, especially when like your mom and dad Mm -hmm. both seem so tight knit with their families Yep. and Sobble, I'm sure was much closer to your mom's friends, you know, you guys like whatever. So for her to be like, without being prompted, without being given any sort of ultimatum, for right. her to be like, hey, you know what? Like you've it's done this. Turn. And I know she's mentioned before, like, listen, Kathy doesn't speak French. No. And your dad's side of the family is French, are French right? Yeah. And so coming to this beautiful province mm-hmm. uh, where French is is somewhat primary in a lot of places, like yeah. you often would feel like an outcast, yeah. but she was willing to do that. Yeah for his happiness. Yep. And I think that that's fucking awesome. Yep. And yeah. even now, right. I, I think a lot of times my dad will be like, Oh, you know, I worry like your mom over the summer. And I'm like, yeah, but I'm here now. Mm-hmm. And the dynamics changed. And, you know, she's still like, yeah, she's away from my brother, my nephews, um, you know, my sister-in-law, her friends, she's got a really, you know, social network at home. My dad's more of the homebody. And she's still like, no, this is, this is important to him. Like he lives for this. This is important to him. And I want him to have that. So I think it's that, that compromise, right? Um, What I will say, and you touched on it, you know, she didn't give an ultimatum. And what I will say is that, you know, in their beginning of their relationship, like one or two years in, uh, you know, she probably wouldn't have gone on a show like 
the ultimatum. So if you've seen the ultimatum, yeah. uh, I just started watching. Oh, so you haven't got into it. No, I just started okay. watching last okay. night. Like okay. I just started, I think okay. we're on like episode three okay. or something. Okay. So we're literally at the point, like they haven't picked yet. Okay. Oh no, no, they just picked. Okay. Right. So, but you've seen like some of the stuff. So for those of you who have not watched any of the ultimatum, like another Nick Lachey and what's her name? Vanessa? Van Vanessa Nick Lachey, you know, yeah. special. Like the love is blind. Yeah. Right. Yeah, this yeah. is these two. I heard I heard this morning that these two are like the hosts that do the least. Okay. <laughs> like really okay. like they like started off. Yeah. They pop back in for the reunion show. Yeah. And so if you haven't watched it yet, there will be a few spoilers yeah. um in this episode. But the premise yeah. is okay, so these are young couples. Yeah. Who either the male or the female has said like marry me or like fuck off right yep. and so we're going to go on this social experiment yep all these social experiments um and we are going to date other couples who have been who have either given or received an yeah, ultimatum yeah um, so I think there's like, I don't know, uh, what is there, like six or seven couples, but they're yeah. all within these couples. Like yeah, it stays. Yeah, so yeah. when I'm watching, I'm thinking, oh, well, I thought they'd bring in like other guys and girls, yeah. but it's within these couples. I think that would have been more effective because I think like, okay, so if you're somebody who, unless of course, see, I'm arguing with my own self. Okay. If you're somebody who has been given an ultimatum for marriage and mm -hmm. you struggle with commitment issues, mm -hmm. like chances are you're still going to have a commitment issue. A commitment issue Unless, of course, mm. the right person appears. Right. Well, and that's kind of on a couple scenarios with this in the beginning when they're meeting people, they're like, mm, I would maybe. So they're being given this ultimatum, the one that's being getting the ultimatum. They're on the show. They're like, I didn't I didn't bring us here. Yeah. Like oh, yeah. they brought us here. Um, you know, my partner brought me here. And now I'm making a connection with mm -hmm. someone that I might consider what marriage looks like with that person. Yeah. So maybe here's the thing. I was just like, okay, first of all, you're telling me <laughs> that like some of these people, it's been like a year and a half relationship, yeah. a year and a half. Yeah. And some of them are like 23, dude, like 23 years old. And you're giving an ultimatum, like either marry me or move on. Okay. If you're 23 years old and you're having that discussion, mm, probably don't need the show. This was exactly my point. Okay. What I think is, you know, we have to have a license for a lot of things. Yeah. Right. And I know you do get a marriage license, but I think that there needs to be like an age of majority. Yeah. Like an age, <laughs> like a minimum age, like, like alcohol, right? Like you can't right. drink alcohol till you're 19. Right. Right. So like you can't get married till you're 30 because right. like throughout your twenties, you yeah. need to fuck around and find out. Well, like you need to do stuff, learn yes. about yourself. But I mean like that, that, you know, on that same note, you should need a license to have children, right? Oh, like, I mean, hands honestly, down. Honestly, but okay, let, let's stick okay. to the ultimatum. Okay. Yeah, let's not solve all the world's problems right now. Right, in this one episode, yeah. I just was blown away. So I'm watching this show and I immediately text you. Yeah. Like, oh my fucking God, yeah. this ultimatum show, like, yeah. would you do it? I, just the idea. So they're, they're all of these couples that are spending one week together and they're intermingling with other people out of the couples and making connections. So imagine Marty and I, so I'm looking at Marty and I'm like, Oh, Oh, I would never imagine we go. I, he gives me an ultimatum. We're getting married or moving on. So we go on this show. I have to now sit there and watch him making a connection yeah. and dating someone else in front of me. Yeah. Okay. One thing I will say <laughs> 
<laughs> and maybe this is why I was single for so long. Like I, I do get jealous. Like I would not be okay to sit there and watch my man right. dating someone else. Okay. But I loved how you said in this situation, Marty gave you the ultimatum. Yeah. Right. So your, your man yeah. of, you know, however many years in, in this scenario has said to you, Kelly, yeah. who's not committing to marriage. Yeah. I mean, if you wanted to marry him, you would have said, okay, like, let's just get married. We don't right. have to go to show. Right. Right. So like, are you really getting jealous of the guy that you don't want to marry? That's my point. I'm like, oh, well, if I'm going on the show, either I'm asking for a commitment and I'm not getting one. So stay tuned and see what happens. Or yeah. they're asking me for, for a commitment and I'm not prepared to give them one. Right. So it's like, am I, I mean, I guess probably like from an ego perspective, like maybe there might be a little. Oh yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm absolutely like, there's no way that I would be okay with that. Like, because, well, and the reality is I just wouldn't be on the show. Yeah, right. I mean, if we right. got to that point, I would just be like, okay, well, I mean, we've got to work this out and like either go our separate ways or if you're, if it means that much to you, um, then yeah, we potentially have to go our own separate ways. I wouldn't want to be in this right. and watching him. I, I, I don't know, just the idea. I couldn't, the idea of it, I struggle, right? I struggle even thinking about it. I would get like a pit in my stomach with an X if I went out somewhere and they showed up there, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, let alone watch, like yeah. sign up to be so, I mean, hey, kudos to these guys. They must be super, super confident and grounded no, and just, just haven't watched enough oh, of the no. show. Okay. During, I'm sure you saw, if you saw, if you're, if you're at the point where they've coupled off, You've seen where, okay, so so in addition to they're all dating and they're all in an environment where it's just them. So it's yes. not like they're dating and they're like at the club with like a hundred thousand or whatever, no. a thousand other people. It's like, okay, you're at the pool. You're yes. sitting over here with Claire and yeah. your, you know, your boyfriend or girlfriend, whatever is over there with Dexter. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. And you're watching like, yeah. oh damn. Yeah. Like, they you look can like hear the conversation. Yes. They're laughing. Like, so, oh, <laughs> that's kind of fucked up. But what's worse than that is when it's time for them to couple up. So yeah. that the, the idea is that they're going to pick somebody they're going to live with mm -hmm. for three weeks. Mm -hmm. And so they're sitting around an intimate mm -hmm. dinner table. Mm -hmm. Like they're all there yeah. and in front of their they call it X. Yeah. They're X for a day for a day. Yeah. They have to choose mm -hmm. to mm -hmm. cohabitate with someone else, with somebody else or, right? or with their person, with their, you person. could pick your person, yeah. but, and you could. And so there's this one guy, I can't remember his name, but like, this is where I could see <laughs> because of the, like what yeah. you say is a jealousy. Yeah. It's like, he, he looks at one of the girls, not his girlfriend. And he's like, I'm going to pick you. I'm going to pick you. Like I'm in a room with you. And then another dude picks his girlfriend and this other dude is perceived as like kind of like the the threat like this handsome boy oh, yeah. and whatever mm -hmm. and so she's kind of like feeling it she's like all right well then guy number one gets up and on the spot proposes like this is and this is a situation where now you've proposed to this woman mm. who doesn't want to have children and the reason that you were on oh, the show no okay wait, i've not seen oh, that shit. yet but that's fine that's, that's fine. fine okay because Okay. Okay. Go on. Go okay, on. Go so, on. Sorry. <laughs> no problem. Because, you know, actually that's, so you're talking about Nate Yeah. and Nate picked someone else, yeah. Shanique, and she didn't pick him. She picked Zay. Oh, so he was like, Oh, what? Like she didn't pick me. Oh, and then, then okay. April yeah. picked Hunter yeah. and it was between Nate and Hunter. And she was like, you know, Nate, I know you want to have kids. I'm very motherly, this and that. And then she ended up picking Hunter and Hunter proposed to Alexis. There you go. Okay. Right. And so 
So the Alexis mate... doesn't want to have kids. Oh, okay. Right. So she's like, I don't want. So the ultimatum here is like, I want to get married and have children. Mm -hmm. And now I've seen somebody else is like hot for my woman. Mm -hmm. And I'm too jealous to even handle it. So we've been here for 24 hours. Mm -hmm. And now mm -hmm. I'm proposing to you in front of everybody. I look like a total loser mm -hmm. because well, no one picked Nate. Like right. every time Nate thought he was going to be picked, oh, no one picked him. But then, okay, but the Alexis. So Hunter, so Alexis is the blonde one. That's like oh, 25, but she looks yeah, like yeah. 40. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, well, no wonder nobody picked her. She no was fucking one, annoying. Yeah, and no one liked her. Yeah. So then she got into it with Colby. Like it was just, yeah. you could see from her, she was all about like, how much money do you make? Yeah. Like you need to be really well off. Yeah. And da -da. So right there, you're unpacking. And the one guy so said much. to her, she's like, well, why don't you, like, why are you not into this? And he's like, I'm not, we're, we're jumping over this, but I'm not attracted to you. Yeah. And she's like, I can't believe you would say that to me, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, well, I mean, that hurts like yeah. from an ego perspective. But like he said he wasn't into you. Like, why do you need him to, to tell you? Like he told you after you probed, mm -hmm. right? So mm -hmm. I, if somebody's not into me and they've made it clear that they're not into me for whatever reason, whether they're not, you know, responding to my, mm -hmm. my advances, whatever. Yeah. Like, I don't need you to tell me that you think I'm too fat or too ugly. Like, right. I don't need that. I don't right? need it. No, she kept going. She like she came back it. and said, like, I just call BS. Yeah. I call BS that you're not into me. And he's like, yeah. uh, I'm not, but, yeah. like, I'm not attracted to you. Yeah. And then she was just like appalled. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like it was. So anyways, needless to say, the whole concept yeah. is fucked up. But the point is, is that in that particular situation, these two went off. Yep. Engaged. Mm -hmm. She's like, oh my God, yes, I'll marry you. So the, the ones that you're talking about, yeah. no, they're getting married. Like yeah. they're good. Yeah. But there was another couple yep. where I was like, okay, well, I don't want somebody else to like have you. So like, will you marry me? And she's like, oh my God, yes. But even that night they recorded them talking. She's like, but we haven't like worked out our issues. I just still don't want to have kids. And he's like, well, if it means that I get to be with you, then I'm willing to sacrifice that. And I was like, well, now as a, you know, 40 year old woman, um, I will say that there's certain things that in life I will sacrifice. Right. So like, if you come to me recently, recently I met somebody who doesn't like salad. Because of salad dressing, I'm sure you can relate to this. Okay. And so, if you came to me and said, "Like, hey, I'm not interested in eating salad for the rest of my life," I can sacrifice that. Yeah. No problem. Yeah. You know, course. I'll eat the salad. Yeah. But like, you can eat something else. Sure. But if you came to me and said, "You know, like, I plan on, I'm not going to work for the rest of my life, and I want to live off the land. Mm -hmm. I want to, I want to harvest my own vegetables, mm -hmm. and I want to, you know, live off the land." That's a non-negotiable for me. Do you? Yeah. Like, but it's not for me. No. And so if I were to say to you, if that's your like lifelong goal to like, you know, again, be one with the mm -hmm. fucking dirt. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I, I respect you. I'm not trying to give you an ultimatum no. because I don't want, you get one shot at this as far as I know. Yeah. I don't want your shot to be determined based on my preferences. Right. Right. And so for somebody to say like, I'm okay. If, if you're, if you grew up in a really healthy environment where you got to see like family at its most beautiful mm -hmm. and like, that is your, you know, like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get married. I'm gonna get the career, get the woman or the man and, and then have the kids. Mm -hmm. Like, why would you, mm -hmm. how could you, like, I just don't think love's enough in that case. Well, and I don't, I think that you know, I'm a good example with that. Like I didn't want kids. Yeah. I didn't want to have kids. Mm -hmm. Like it wasn't, it just wasn't, I didn't have, I love children. I love being around children, 
but the idea to like bear, like have my own children was never an interest for me. So if I met someone that was like, oh, you know, we need to get married and I, I want you to have like three or four kids or two kids or, you know, one, it wasn't, it wasn't going to work. Like that wasn't doing that. And it's not, it's not, and I'm not going to sacrifice, right? Like I, so to say, and I wouldn't expect someone who I know really wanting to have a family that they would sacrifice. Why would you want to be to me? Like I, I'm sure you've probably seen situations and I know I definitely can think of, you know, one or two where somebody has sacrificed, you know, and let's say you're, you know, we always put it on the man, but let's say you're, you're a woman in your your case, you know, you don't want to have children. Yeah. What if you got together with Marty Mm -hmm. and you're like, Oh, I love this guy so much. I'm going to do what he wants me to do. Mm -hmm. And now you've, you've gone through the nine months. Yep. You've birthed this baby and you're like, I don't fucking want this kid. Yep. Right. Then the amount of resentment Mm -hmm. that you would feel toward, you know, Marty in this case Mm -hmm. for, for it's like for, for pressuring you Mm -hmm. to have his child Mm -hmm. would be insane. Mm -hmm. And like, again, not not everybody has to be a parent, but like, I, I wouldn't want to be in that situation. Mm -hmm. Well, and I, I argue that this is where, you know, are you really being pressured? Because this is where I was so self-aware. I had such a good, like, understanding of myself and like what I wanted and what I expected. And not that I had like ridiculous standards or anything like that, but I, I was so comfortable with me that I mean, to create a life and have a child would be you know, a huge commitment. And I would own that 150%. No one can pressure you to do Fair. something yeah. that you don't ultimately. So if you find yourself in a situation where you're kind of resentful and, and looking, and, you know, we know some people that have been in this scenario where mm-hmm. like they've had a child and I would question, you know, was that really mm-hmm. the right decision for yourself? And we can't really look at your partner and blame because like they wanted to have a child and they, well, yeah, but you made a decision to be a part of that journey when you could have easily been like, okay, you know what? This isn't where I'm at in my life. And I don't want to hold you back from having that. You're just going to need to have it with someone else. I mean, there's no shame in that. Like it's to me, again, as a, as now, like Mm -hmm. a quote unquote or older human, Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. I would much rather somebody say to me, Hey, listen, like I respect you so much Mm -hmm. that I'm just not willing to allow you Mm -hmm. to change the path of Mm -hmm. your life Mm -hmm. to match mine. Right. And I feel like if, if that's not the case, then I, then I I would question, you know, is that person your person? Because anybody who loves you uh, unconditionally would Mm -hmm. never want you to give up your goals or would never want you to sacrifice those types of, again, there's a lot of things we can sacrifice. So I don't want to say like, Oh, well, for sure. Th- there's no, th- there's a lot of sacrifices that can be made, but like when it comes to like those core values, yeah. like core things, no. So, so for example, like I'm putting it out there, like I will own it and say like, I could, if I was on the ultimatum, like I would hands down, you know, if I was in the pool talking to someone else and seen my man, you know, <laughs> having a good time, I would go, go gadget arm so fast and like, <laughs> you know, like slap that, right. Like, okay, you better like, better snap out of this because or I would just like leave the situation I, yeah. I can't even imagine like See, I can't I think that and and I did say to you yesterday okay so I'm not in a relationship right now I don't have those loving feelings toward anybody um and looking at in my past situations like um, the, the two people that I've you know spent mm-hmm. a fair amount of time with in my life like I could give two fucks mm-hmm. 
once we got to that, like, I mean, if we're at an ultimatum point, it's like stopping a total complete fuck up. Okay, yeah. well, whatever. But well, and you'd probably be looking from a distance, like, oh, pfft, you can have them. Oh yeah, damn girl. Like, but what I would do, and this is where, like, I guess I can be a bit conniving, is even if I wasn't having a great time with the other gentleman, you better fucking believe, you know, I would be giving an Oscar-worthy performance. Like. Ah! Oh my God, you're so handsome. You're so funny. You're the best. I've never been around. I've never been with anybody who makes me feel the way that you make me feel. Right. And so like, I can, I can see myself being that person. Yeah. And so if I put myself in a loving relationship where there is that, just that small thing that needs to be worked out, Mm -hmm. like that's probably the, I would probably be jealous, but my pride wouldn't allow Mm -hmm. anybody to know it. And I would probably go on the offense and make sure that he heard and saw everything that I was experiencing. Yeah. Um, and that all of my interactions with the other gentlemen, because as you know, they sit around and talk about them. Right. We're so positive that they're like, right. oh, Mel, like what a bad baddie. What a bad, yeah. like, wow, man. And, and so then he would from a distance then like, you know, it would just be naturally, he would get jealous and yeah. be like, oh no, yeah. like, oh, yeah. oh no. Yeah. Like yeah. She, she's, she's like, oh, person. well, you wanted me to come on the show. So yeah, yeah. Like, she's my person. Yeah. So yeah. needless to say, I'm just starting. It'll be interested to see what happens. Um, you know, it was, and of course, Marty being Marty is like, well, this show is stupid, yeah. Oh, yeah. but he's going to watch the whole fucking thing. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. This, that's well, exactly this is where we have like our separate lives and then we'll find something, you know, and we'll kind of come together and be like, okay, let's see like what this is all about. Yeah. Let's check it out. There's nothing better though than like, okay. So Marty's world, I think my foot is like, I've been sitting yeah, with I know. my foot curled I know. and I Mine think my too. ankle broke. Well, I think my needed, yeah. like the way I was sitting. Am like, I getting oh. arthritis? I hope not. I'm just kidding. No, don't joke, wrap up. Don't joke. I don't think so. Okay, so this is where though, like, the two worlds can combine. So, like, Marty collide. Yeah, two worlds can collide, and in a positive way. Marty is the sports guy. Yeah, yeah. I know you like sports too, but like Marty is through and through the sports guy. And so, Saturday night. Yep. You and Marty come over, and and we're here. We're chilling. We're watching the Raptors game, and like Marty is sitting back, you know, just like chilling, and you're like in it losing your shit yeah on like what's happening oh oh oh, the refs and this and that right and so i can then see you guys going home yeah you slapping on the ultimatum yeah already coming in yeah. and be like oh this is stupid but then oh oh see what that guy's doing just yeah, like yeah. i can see that happening and yeah yeah um i had a friend over and we were watching 90 day fiance yeah and it was like oh this show's stupid but yeah. if you think that immediately following this show stupid it wasn't like oh shit so what's going on over there yeah oh they're where yeah oh really like that guy with that wow oh, oh yeah he oh, is yeah. a bit douchey and so yeah. it's like you may not choose to watch it yeah but like once you're in yeah you're in and i mean like i think there's this like you know hint of drama that oh, comes yeah. with it that's that gets anyone yeah, right you're just kind of interested in yeah. like oh what's going on like so and then you know the new 90 day fiance started last night so we were watching the ultimatum and then the new 90 day fiance was starting he's like well you know it's 9 30 like it's half an hour into your show like you know you can start it over again so like i'm just gonna go you know retreat and watch some sports so and i'm like oh you don't want to like check out the new couples baby he's like i'm good I'm good. I'm also have the next week. Yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna, <laughs> not gonna do the 90 day fiance. You get, you get me caught in these things, and I'm like, okay, okay, well, you know. But then he'll come out and like brush his teeth or something, and be like, oh, like what, what's going? Oh, oh, who's that? Like, oh, All of a sudden he's sitting there popping a squat. Yeah, yeah. So actually, you know, I, I, I wasn't planning on asking you this question, but like, 
90 day fiance. Mm -hmm. Like, can you envision? And so for the most part, not always, there's a few situations where people are traveling and they meet Mm -hmm. in person, but like, let's just, I want, can you envision a space in your life where it would be possible for you to virtually fall in love with somebody from another country um, that you've never seen before? You know, perhaps you've FaceTimed once or twice, you know, whatever, to the point where you're willing to go to this other country. Oftentimes, culturally, there's no match. Like, it's very, you're very outside. Yeah. Um, Marry this person and then bring them back to, in this case, Canada Mm -hmm. and be responsible for this person for, is it 10 years? So the answer is absolutely not. Again, being single for seven years, right? Like, no. And I did meet someone abroad, if you recall. I did. And I did form a friendship, right? We, we formed a friendship. He, he was coming to Toronto for school. Um, You know, we ended up meeting. So we had met online and then we ended up meeting and it was like, oh, okay. You know, this person's pretty cool or whatever. Okay, well, sorry about that. I had to, I had to jump on another, another thing. No problem. So yeah. So I met someone, um, abroad. Okay. Yes. Had a great connection, met in person was really great. I mean, I think the idea of it, um, was fantastic, but again, I I'm so self-aware and I mean, I even traveled there, right. Mm-hmm. I went to visit there and like very vacation esque and, you know, but I, you know, the thing is the reality is like, it is this like fun honeymoon phase. But I mean, when you really think about, you know, what does the future look like? What does this look like? Yeah. And I, I think just signing up for the responsibility alone would be too much for me. I don't, and maybe again, like the commitment part of it, for me, I'm sorry, like love just isn't enough. Well, it it isn't. And like, okay. So the, I think that if I was in that situation, which I'll be honest with you, I wouldn't be Mm -hmm. right. But it would have to be like, I would have to have somehow stumbled up. I'm not going on to like nigerianlove.com. Like Mm -hmm. I'm not doing that. Mm -hmm. So like, I stumble across this person accidentally mm-hmm. and we fall madly in love. Mm-hmm. Love isn't just, an, love isn't enough. Mm-hmm. And so unless we're in a similar situation in life, whereby yep. I'm not your parent, yep. um, because I don't want to be financially responsible, 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 responsible for everything <laughs> that happens, you know, altered. <laughs> I hear like these stories on 90 day fiance and you see it where like, you can see the dependency mm-hmm. on typically the American, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In these shows. And it's like, I don't, I don't want to fall in love with somebody who needs me to pay the bills. Yeah. I don't want to fall in love with somebody who can't work mm-hmm. and can't contribute. And it's not about money. No, it's about perception. It's about a feeling of, of being on equal playing field. So unless we've fallen in love and you are paying to bring yourself over right. here, right. you know, that's different. Totally right? different. That's well, totally because different. I think for me, you know, one thing that's a huge core value is a sense of security. I need to feel secure. I need to know because I've worked really, really hard. I've invested and sacrificed a lot in my life to really focus on my career and be in a place where like I can hold it down. Mm -hmm. I'm good on my own. I don't need anyone to do anything for me. If anyone coming in, it would be coming into a partnership that we're in it together and they can do their part and I can do mine. So unless it looked like that, for sure. Like if I happen to meet someone and it, it was a matter of, okay, well, in order to get them into the country and come, and we've have this sort of mutual understanding, we're both like fully invested. Fine. Maybe different. Yeah. Yeah. But I find, again, and, and I feel like, do you want to be in a situation where 
everybody and not that we care what everybody else thinks but mm-hmm. like where you constantly have to justify and you have to say like oh no it's mm-hmm. for love like mm-hmm. they love me and I love mm-hmm. them no like oftentimes the people that you're meeting mm-hmm. are they're on these websites mm-hmm. and they're exploiting mm-hmm. people who and, and oftentimes if you look at the the profile of yeah. the people who are falling in love with this people these people these yep. people not always but they're often the un dateables you know what I mean these are people who are, have not had a great history of like you know successful relationships or whatever and so these other people are on here exploiting mm-hmm. these vulnerable people who really want love right well and it's funny because you know we we know a couple people that this is it, it real life mm-hmm. 90 day fiance that mm-hmm. we know a couple people in this scenario and you know in again in that honeymoon phase and i think one of them in the new um season had mentioned it like it's going to be interesting to see what happens because the time we've spent together has been very like vacation, vacation yes. and yeah. very like honey like just all good but now you get into like real life and living real like compromise and sacrificing and making exceptions and you know are you willing to do that mm-hmm. and you know so we know a couple people that are and and the person that you perceive to be like who you think this person is potentially could change Dude. right like i mean we evolve and grow as people all of a sudden like they're here they're in a new country they're you know they have to sort of you know adapt and and you know immerse themselves into this new life what if that changes who they are what if they don't like it like you're going to visit them where they're comfortable yeah so maybe they're not guarded maybe they're right super awesome and then they come here yeah here is and they've got to adapt to like a new culture yeah your family and and then you're like putting your western expectations on like it's a fucked up situation so it's intense so it's a no for me, dog. Yeah, it's a no for me yeah. too. Like I, I just, I don't see it unless like, again, it's a mutual or like, you know, I wasn't in a relationship and I was, you know, extremely wealthy and I could just do whatever I wanted. I mean, well, like then, at that point, yeah. you know, I didn't really, I, I found myself in a position where like, I just wanted companionship. And like, you know, I think that there is where they say money can't buy love. Okay. Well, not for maybe the type of love you're looking for, but if you're just looking for like a companion and what, uh, maybe, well, you know, it's funny when you mention that because I actually, lady. <laughs> like, I I actually mentioned um, the other day when I was chatting with one of my friends, I was like, you know how there's like prostitution and like escort services mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and like people pay for companionship yep. and or sex. Like yep. I think that I would, I, I wouldn't say no to the potential <laughs> of, wait, I'm not paying for sex. Okay, okay. Of like, somebody like mm-hmm. you know attractive mm-hmm. not for sex but just for like mm-hmm. some some couch cuddles and maybe like a little hair tickle or something you know so like, you think you think that that like when people describe like yeah. oh no there's nothing sexual we're just like just, hanging out just, you think that there's nothing sexual like it's not just a, like I'll it's give not you just 50. an undercover well I'm saying from my perspective like mm-hmm. I don't need to get you know, mm-hmm. dick down. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. I just want like, is it possible for me to go into a help to a help wanted ad? Mm-hmm. And like, I'm looking for okay a hair tickler. <laughs> okay. Whoa, whoa. Okay, wait, 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 wait. You know, yes, it's I think this is a joke. Okay, <laughs> it is a joke because like your perception would be like, oh my god, I just paid this person, and it would totally take away. From the whole oh, experience, because right. you'd be like, okay, so like you're here, like tickling and like rubbing but my do hair, you really like my hair. But like, 
I paid you to do right, it. Right. Like it changes. Yeah. Uh, no. I wonder if that's how. Mm, uh, yeah, you're right. Actually, I'm gonna, I'm gonna save my fifty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Save but your like, fifty. Do you want to take away? Save your fifty. I'm gonna get hope to start tickling my hair. <laughs> I, yeah, it was an interesting business model until you totally fucked that up. Well, you know, perception, yeah. right? When we yeah. talk perception, perception is reality. And then all of a sudden, like, you're in the moment. Way, though, like, if you're paying for an escort, mm-hmm. like, okay, we're having a great time. Like, I'm going to this, like, charity event. And mm-hmm. I don't want to be, like, you know, the single mm-hmm. chick there. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go ahead and hire this escort for mm-hmm. the evening who's, you know, handsome, strapping, sure. you know, sure. gentleman. Yep. And you're going to pretend that you're having a good time. But the whole time I'm there, I'm going to be like, dude, I'm paying this. Yeah. Like, like you're going to, like, you know, yeah. though nobody else no, might but know, you know, but you would know. And so, I mean, it know, really, like, once you know, you can't unknow, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, you know what you did. Right. <laughs> I know. I know. Okay. Well, I didn't do it. I and know. I'm not going to do I it. I know. I um, know. You I, know that I know that you know, know that, that I know that you didn't. That we do. know. Yeah. 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 And so then it's not, it's not, it's not. I mean, some people can, right? I just not, don't know that we're built yeah. because we know well, prostitution exists for a reason, right? Right. <laughs> like, if I were a dude, I mean, prostitution can go either way, but yeah, the way yeah. that I envision prostitution happening, yeah, um, is that I'm a dude, yeah, yeah, and I would like to have intercourse, sure, right? Yeah, and so That's even that, the definition, like, okay, yes, it is, yeah, but like even that, I don't even know why we're going here, but here know. we are. I don't know. Even that, though, think about it. Like for me, like part of you know, like the sexual experience is like the desire. Right. Right. So if I'm paying you, no, I don't know if you actually desire me. Like you don't, maybe you don't like me. Yeah. Well, and that would, I, I would, I would not, I would not be able to get a boner. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'd be the guy who's like, this has never happened to me before. And right. Like, you would just sit and like, okay, so let's talk about yeah. this. Like how, how do you feel? Yeah. Like yeah. how, so like, how are you feeling right now? And like, do you, do you feel like a sense of desire? And then, but unfortunately then they're going to tell you whatever you want to yeah. hear. Oh, you but know, if what? I didn't like, have this 250. Yeah. 250. Yeah. Would you still hang out with me? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. the answer is 100%. No. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, maybe. I feel well, like in this, no. yeah, no, however long we've been doing this, I feel like we've solved a lot of life, life, big problems. Oh, I mean, yeah. there's, we, we're really, you know, you're diving into like just so many layers, yeah. right? We talked about layers and this has been a really interesting coffee chat. Dude. Right. Yeah. So to recap, <laughs> If you have to give an ultimatum, ultimatum, maybe you could consider you paying someone. With me. No, but maybe you could pay someone instead of doing like this, like whole show. Right. Maybe you could just do like an indecent proposal. What if I and okay, see? I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna give you an ultimatum. I'm gonna find somebody that I can pay. Yeah, perhaps a mm-hmm. prince from Nigeria. Yeah. And then I don't have to worry about the ultimatum. Right, and we'll see. Yeah. Like maybe that's gonna make you realize how great I am. Right. If I feel like I need to do that. Right. But don't tell anybody that I'm paying you. Yeah. <laughs> Just send me your Venmo. <laughs> do they have Venmo in Canada? Oh, I don't, I don't know, but we get a lot of this like on, in our DMs. Yeah. Like, I mean, we must be like a really hot commodity because I, I go in and like, people just want to like they date us and money. send us money. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, really? Like, you're just going to send us money. Yeah. For nothing. Mm-hmm. I hope that sus. you guys all, oh, sus. sus. Oh. It's a little sus. A little sus. This is the you know, young lingo. Yeah. Sorry, we're just hipping it up on the way yeah. out. Hipsters. Yeah. About to be out. Yeah. Drop the mic. <laughs> okay. 